Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of The Curtain Call. This is not Michael Beck. If you are here tonight looking for the great Canadian, Michael Beck, you're about 24 hours too late because of some scheduling difficulties. I was traveling back into town on Tuesday night, which is normally the Scobro show. Today, I have to say it, I even said who I am yet, for those of you that might be coming in for the first time. But today is Michael Beck's birthday. So we decided to give the give the guy the, the day off. But filling in for him, I am Dave Schofield, co-editor of Behind the Steel Curtain. And always on Wednesday nights is Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing this lovely evening? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So what? first, most important question. What do you think about your typical co-hosts turning a quarter of a century today? He's 25. <laughs> he's 25. Oh, he's a kid. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was talking about this on Steeler Stat Geek, um, that I'm like, wow, he's uh, Canadian, West Coast, and young. Like, everything I'm not. <laughs> but, <laughs> and skinny. BTS. That's what I should have said. And skinny. But uh, no, but he's he's a big Steelers fan, so that's what brings us all together. But uh, didn't know if you, you realized that that was what birthday he was celebrating. No, I didn't know. Yeah. I know. I, I actually thought he was a little older than that. Okay. Yeah, but no, man, he's he's one of the young bucks. He's getting some – our youth infusion here at Behind the Steel Curtain. But uh, – here we are. This is the curtain call. Um, sorry that it's me. 
I really am. But I'm really glad to be back on YouTube. It's been over a week because I wasn't I wasn't there for the Steelers preview. This is just kind of weird for me. But I am really happy to be here with my pal Jeffrey Benedict because we work together every week anyway. We just work together on the editorial side of Behind the Steel Curtain. We do an article together each week. Now, pretty much each week. We did have a break in there when we had some crazy draft stuff um, to where we break stuff down. In case you're wondering in the description, wonder what we're talking about, the title of that article is Steelers Vertex. Jeffrey, you want to explain Steelers Vertex? Yeah, this is actually, uh, I believe... I suggested it in the list idea. of names, and, and Dave was like, whoa, that's the best one. <laughs> uh, but a vertex is just a point on a plane where two lines intersect. And the idea is I bring the film line. Dave, our resident stat geek, brings the stat line. And we find a point in the middle to see where they match up. And it's actually, I got to say, it's my favorite article we do. Uh, because normally I'm just out there looking for myself. I'm looking for for angles and and things to to show. And often I'll just watch game film and, and hope something jumps out at me. But Dave always gives me stats, gives me numbers, gives me something to start from. And it's I always find something interesting on the film with it. So I always have fun doing the doing the vertex. Yeah, and it was burst out of just an idea of Jeffrey. I have some really weird. This was in season. I'm like I got some interesting stats, but I don't know if the film really lines up with it. Does the film match what I'm actually getting with these numbers? And I asked you the question, like, let's do an article together. What do you want to do? And we just did it, and it just took off from there. So I don't know that it's our most viewed article on the site, but the people that like it look for it and really enjoy it. It's kind of something that it's got to fit perfectly. Not perfectly, but it it fits a a certain type of fan. Um, So we're glad we can do that. and it is, honestly, it's it's one of my favorite ones to do, too, because, how do I say it? It's my favorite article to edit, because usually I go in, say what we're doing. This week was a little bit backwards, because usually I do the stats, then you do the film, and then we figure out the point. Um, this week was backwards, because I was away, where Jeffrey had to do the film first. But I like putting in the stats. I love reading over your stuff just to see where you're going. And usually what happens is I go to write the point at the end, but I don't have to because I just take Jeffrey's last paragraph and copy it over (laughs) (laughs) because he does it pretty much at the end of his anyway. Um, And it's a lot of fun. So before we dive into, we're going to kind of go, we're going to get into a topic tonight that we've been covering on our Vertex articles that we just thought would be nice and fun to do for the podcast. And that is looking at who the Steelers lost who they gained, who's going to be replacing those losses, What, what, how do they line up statistically and film-wise to what the Steelers are going to be doing. But before we do that, there was a, a couple there was a couple different things that happened today. Well, really not a lot. It's still OTAs. Next week is mand- mandatory minicamp. Not a lot out of OTAs today. I was disappointed if you're one of those people that reads the article where we do the tracker and update all these different film clips and stuff. Not a lot of news at OTAs today, but, and Jeffrey's enjoying the live chat right now, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> so now, now where was I going? Oh, two players spoke to the media today. And I asked Jeffrey, I'm like, did you get to hear either one of these? He's like, he's like, no. I'm like, good, because I have a, a question about one of them. But first thing I'll do is I'll, I'll mention the other. Juju Smith-Schuster, basically 
was he was talking about his free agency. He's talked about, you know, choosing to come back to the Steelers. Talking about, you know, would like to have a four-year deal, but kind of had the tone of he expects it to not be in Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know. Well, that's how some people read it. I don't know if it was a, much of a tone as he expected to not be in Pittsburgh as much as he's not as this is where I, the only place I'm ever going to be, which people take as the yeah. tone of he's not going to be in Pittsburgh. I think what he just th- accepts yeah. that, especially after last year, what he went through this past season, like he knows that's not in his control. That's not something he controls. And if it's going to be like, oh, I mean, there's always the option like, hey, you could take a veteran minimum contract. No, he's not going to do that. No. You're not going to go from a rookie contract, you know, to a, to a one year to all of a sudden you're taking nothing when you're at your prime. Uh, so to me, yeah, I, I think you see Juju Smith-Schuster just understanding the business of the league and knowing that whether he comes back to the Steelers or not, that's not up to him entirely. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's kind of just the reality of the situation. And it's, I saw, believe it or not, it was Michael Beck putting it out on Twitter about how Juju commented about choosing the Steelers. Like, oh man, I don't know if how I could have ever faced my fans if I'd have, if I'd have gone to the Ravens. Well, that's because he is all about the brand and and building his brand and having a good brand. So therefore, a lot of the that brand was is coming from the Steelers fans. So that that would have been a tough one to handle. I don't know about you, but I think if, if Juju I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse because we still got a 2021 season and, and a lot can happen there. But if Juju Smith-Schuster is not in black and gold after this year, I would not be shocked if it's an if it's with an NFC team, just because I think he wants to not quote unquote abandon his fan base that also consists of people because of Steeler fans. So um, just interesting to, to hear from him. Um, he has. I don't even know if I'd t- try to describe the color of his hair, but he he said he he can't dye it anymore. He's afraid it's going to fall out, so he's got to leave it the color it is. So, um, but what I really wanted to ask you about it was, and I'm sorry, I hope I, I don't get cut off. I have a pretty big storm rolling through at my house right now. I hope I don't lose internet or electricity or anything. Um, if if not, Jeffrey gets to do his first solo show. <laughs> so, Devin Bush was asked a question today. And the question was, could he cover Jarvis Landry in the slot? And his answer was... Well, the answer would be yes. The answer was 100% is what he said. Yeah, that's the answer. I wanted to know your thoughts. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's the right answer. Can Devin Bush cover Jarvis Landry? 100% yes. Yes, he can. Is it going to be, you know... You know, Daryl Rivas in his prime covering Jarvis Landry? No, but he can cover him. He's covered people just that fast. He's covered people that shifty. He can cover him. No problem. Uh, yeah, that, I, I agree with him. I'm glad <laughs> he said it. That's my guy. Uh, a lot of people know I was born in Michigan, uh, Adrian, Michigan, and uh, I'm, I'm a University of Michigan fan. Even now, I live in Pitt, I live just north of Pittsburgh, but yeah. I'm a huge Michigan fan. Love Devin Bush. Was ecstatic when they got him, and he absolutely can cover Jarvis Landry in the slot. Well, that's what I wanted to know from you, what your thought was on that. Because, you know, as we know, we all keep bringing it up. 
the whole John Bostic on Keenan Allen um, <laughs> that I, I'll never let go. I feel like I'm in Titanic. I'll never let well, go. People, people need to understand some of that is by scheme, by mm-hmm. how we how we deal with these funky formations where people put tight ends outside and little slot receivers inside with a threat to run. Like you don't put Vince Williams out there on a tight out end there on the sideline. Yeah, you you yeah. don't do that. He's because then he has no he can't help you in the run game. So like yeah, can Devin Bush cover Jarvis Landry? He absolutely can. Part of the reason being, if Jarvis Landry runs deep on him, there's a safety back there looking to help. Anytime the Steelers do that, there is a safety deep. And that's why most of the time you see them get beat. Either a safety made a mistake deep or it was some little shallow route. And the Steelers will give that up. They'll take that yards. Yeah. I mean, it's a four-yard pass play. It's about the same as a four-yard run. But the thing is, you know, I always looked at it four yards of play. When I was coaching, I remember this was main (laughs) – a lot of running the ball and not as much passing, except my last year coaching, we couldn't run the ball. So we were passing all the time. If you're talking about a four, I would take a four yard run play every play because, you know, three plays of doing that and you got a first down and you just keep churning it out. But the problem is on a pass play, if you're only doing four yard pass plays, you're not going to complete every pass. It's not like you're going to, to, to do that, complete every pass in the game. So eventually if you're only talking four yard passes, Eventually, you're going to have that incompletion, and you're going to have to do something else. So I know what you mean. Giving up that short pass um, is is something that you sometimes have to be willing to do in order to do that. And I just wanted to, to, to hear what you would say about that with Devin Bush. He said he's somewhere between 80 and 90% with his knee right now. He expects to be 100% by training camp. What do you think of that? That's 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 the news we need to hear, man. Yeah. Like uh, – the stuff he was doing last season was incredible. Incredible. Like, he was on his way to being in that, like, Bobby Wagner, Luke Keekley tier. Maybe not equal yeah. to them in their prime, but he he was trending that direction. The stuff he was able to do. And the Steelers were just like, we can do so much. We can attack so many different places. We can shorten the amount of space the safeties and cornerbacks have to cover because we can just dump a whole bunch of responsibility on Devin Bush and he can mm-hmm. handle it. And yeah. so when he was there, man, like really, if you look at the sack numbers by the Steelers, the big drop-off was when Devin Bush went out. Like they were getting crazy sacks early. Devin Bush goes out, those numbers go down. Yeah. Because they couldn't attack quite as as crazily as they were because they didn't have Devin Bush backing everyone you, up. And that's one of the reasons Devin Bush didn't have those splash numbers he had in 2019. Well, I'm getting into think, stuff that we should be talking about. Well, I know. And, uh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to. And because and, I was going <laughs> we'll to say something we're definitely going to talk about is it's get to my is we, we talked about it in today's Vertex article. And that was sometimes your numbers might not be the same, but that's because you have more responsibility. That's exactly what you brought up with the, even with Steven Nelson. So we are going to go through this and we're going to talk about losses versus gains. We're going to start. It's funny. We're going to, we have more to talk about on defense. So we're going to start on defense because the last thing we want to do is wait till the second half of the show and then not have enough time to do it. So we're going to start with defense. Now, Jeffrey, where do you want to start? What position would you like to start at for the 2021 Steelers? Look at the players that they lost and who they have that's going to be filling in and or, or the gains that they had to their roster. Well, let's let's start off big. Let's start uh, with the number one loss they had last season. The number one guy. 
Oladomia. Who would be the number one? Who would be the number one free agent loss there? We had the number one free agent. The number one free agent loss is 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 Bud Dupree because he's in line to give the Steelers a third round comp pick. So absolutely, yeah. So if you're if you're looking at that, but I mean, just based on salary. So here's my question though. This is a good one. Bud Dupree has that big salary. To, to really have the Steelers in, in line for for a good comp pick. Is it that Dupree himself is that good? Or does that even or does that just go to show how much edge rushers get paid? Okay, this is this is uh <laughs> this is my take on Bud Dupree. The NFL okay. has changed, yeah. right? Okay. The NFL is putting more and more athletes in at quarterback. Mm-hmm. James Harrison in today's league wouldn't be like you put a James Harrison over there by himself. He can beat any offensive tackle over there, but if the quarterback can just run away from him, mm-hmm. there's no sack there. There's no, you're not getting any sacks. Yeah. Uh, and we actually saw that in 2016 when James Harrison still was pretty decent. And yet Bud Dupree was out and the Steelers, got no sacks. They had like 13 sacks in nine games. It was pathetic. Slightly over one sack a game. It was it was one of their worst seasons to that point. And then Bud Dupree came back. And if you remember, uh, if you if you fast forward a year, you go, you go to the playoffs. When they faced Miami in what, uh, 2016? That was 2016, I was, right? I was at that game. <laughs> yeah. What happened? It was really, really, really cold. back is like, I'm getting out of the pocket. I'm going to run Boom. out here. Boom. He doesn't play the rest of the game. That was that play live in stadium. And I've said this so many times, but I'm going to say it again because I don't think I've said it on a show with you. So I get to say it again. I have never seen a defender close at that rate sitting at the game. And I'm like, was it because I was here? This looks so impressive. And then I watched it on TV and I'm like, yeah, it looked really good on TV too. That yeah. was that was something. I mean, he just closed and just my goodness. And how in the how in the world they had him come back in the game later was just that was just weird. Yeah. Sad. That shouldn't have happened. But, but uh, that is what yeah. Bud Dupree brought. And the and this is my this is my key thing on Bud Dupree. In a league that more and more is focusing on getting quarterbacks out of the pocket and away from pressure, especially in a league driven by a lot of interior pressure. Guys like Aaron Donald, Cam Hayward, and Stephon mm-hmm. Tuitt, a lot mm-hmm. of interior pressure. Quarterbacks leave the pocket. What Bud Dupree brought to the Steelers was not allowing that to happen. You don't leave the pocket when Bud Dupree is at all on the field. Even if he's even if he's on mm-hmm. the opposite side of you, he will run you down. Yeah, we saw that with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson tried to escape to Bud Dupree's side. They had T.J. Watt just crash the pocket. I I love watching T.J. Watt play because one of the reasons T.J. has such great stats is in our system, all he does is just go get the quarterback. They're like he is just you know like a do- like that dog. You're like sick him, and T.J. Mm-hmm. just boom goes for the yeah. quarterback. And often if it's a if it's a passing yardage play, he's not even reading the run. He's not prepared to deal with the run, and you can run the ball. He's not thinking run. He's not looking to defend the run, even secondarily. He is straight up 100% gunning for the quarterback. And when you have a guy as good at getting to the quarterback as T.J. Watt is, yeah, that's that's what you do. 
But on the other side, you've got a guy named Bud Dupree who doesn't let that quarterback escape. And on Lamar Jackson play, TJ Watt crashes the pocket. Lamar tries to escape forward. Cam Hayward blocks his path. Cam Hayward has this D offensive lineman. He's basically two-gapping the offensive lineman. And he's like, whichever way you go, I got you, right? So he tries to go outside. Bud Dupree does the same thing to him. So TJ Watt ends up on the ground behind him, right? So he goes, okay, I'm going to escape out to the right. And Lamar Jackson got ran down by Bud Dupree for a sack. Like he ran him down from containing him in the pocket on one side to running him down when he was running out the other way. Ran him down and sacked him. And Mm -hmm. that's... You just don't get out of the pocket. And when the players don't get out of the pocket, not only do you get sacks, but in Cleveland, we saw Baker Mayfield try to escape. Bud Dupree wouldn't let him escape. And eventually he threw a stupid pass and the Steelers got an interception. Mm -hmm. Like that's what Bud Dupree brings is containment. And to me, the value of Bud Dupree is in the current NFL, containment is so big. That's such a huge deal. And, and you just didn't see guys leaving the pocket when Bud Dupree played. You didn't see them escaping. Uh, you think of that week 15 loss to Cincinnati, right? Ryan Finley, whatever yeah, quarterback they whatever. had playing, nobody just runs out. They fake the pass, and he just runs out, scores a touchdown, easy as going. You don't see that when Bud Dupree was playing. You would yeah. not see that. Uh, so the biggest loss with him and the biggest gain to another team is that containment is that smart Mm -hmm. pass rush where it's great run defense, incredible pocket containment, and then pass rush after that, right? Steelers face the least rushes to Bud Dupree side of the field to that like offensive left of any team in the NFL last season while Bud Dupree played by the end of the season. Scripted totally flipped. They were facing runs to the left all the time, especially when Cassius Marsh was in. It yeah. got bad. Cleveland was just like, ha ha, always run that way. Um, and they saw so few quarterbacks escaping the pocket. They lead the league in sacks. Um, my favorite stat is the Steelers in any given season when Bud Dupree plays, right? Mm-hmm. In the games Bud Dupree plays, they have never averaged less than three sacks a game. From... The 2014 season, when they were terrible getting sacks, to 2015, Keith Butler takes over. Bud Dupree starts playing three sacks a game when he's playing. They had, I think they had 48 sacks in 16 games. 2016, slightly over one in the nine games he doesn't play. In the seven games he plays, boom, three sacks a game. They had the most sacks in the last seven games of the season of any team in the NFL. 2017, 2018, 2019, all of them were leading the league in sacks. 2020, the 11 games that Bud Dupree plays, 3.7 sacks per game. In the six games he was out, 2.5 sacks per game. Hmm. The Steelers. Yeah, I, I, have, assume you're, I assume you're including the playoffs in that one, right? Yes. Yeah. I, okay. I include playoffs across yeah. the board. Yes. Almost any stat I do, I can include, play, yeah. include playoffs. Um, if you take off the playoff game, it's exactly three. It's 15 mm-hmm. sacks in five games, or, or and then 15 sacks in six games. Um, but we, we've never had a season, well, a stretch of games in the season where Bud Dupree didn't play that we've had three sacks. And when he does play, we've never had less than that since 2010, the Steelers have only averaged three sacks a game in a season when Bud Dupree is playing. So that's a big deal to me. Um, I also, I also happen to go along with that. 
I don't think he's going to be great in Tennessee. Uh, the only way he's going to be great in Tennessee is if they've got another pass rusher, right? If you've got a young stud pass rusher, Bud Dupree is the perfect guy to pair with him because he's going to give that guy opportunities. He's going to take a lot of the nasty situations and then, you know, he's going to take some of the tougher work and let that guy just rush. That's what he did for TJ Watt. Uh, and so I'm just going to move right. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of taking over no. the show here. But no, uh, no, no, no. I'll move <laughs> right in. That's good. The big question mark replacing mm-hmm. him. Alex Highsmith is a better pass rusher than See, and, th- and that's that was going to be my next question. I was like, all right. So let's let's look at a replacement. And his replacement is is Alex Highsmith for yeah. this year. What's going I on? I love Alex Highsmith. Yeah. I'm super high on Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith is not quite on the level of Bud Dupree at run defense, but he is dang good. Mm-hmm. dang good he's better than bud dupree was early on in his career as yeah. a pass rusher i think he's better right now than bud dupree has been in his career the question is how do the steelers make up for that containment how do the steelers counter that because in today's league you're facing guys like josh allen you know we're going to face lamar jackson twice baker mayfield can scramble joe burrow can scramble these guys will get out of the pocket evade the rush and turn what should have been a sack into five to 10 to 15, sometimes longer runs. That's the current NFL or they'll buy time and make a pass downfield when they roll Mm -hmm. out of the pocket. How do the Steelers replace that? Because with Bud Dupree, they were TJ Watt was just free to go. He was just straight, you know, green light, rush the passer. Don't worry about containment. Don't worry about anything. Cam Hayward, Bud Dupree, seven on two with they'll they'll keep the show together. You just go get the quarterback. You go create havoc. And he did. He created tons of havoc that way because they couldn't escape. Uh, and I don't think it's just on Alex Highsmith to be that containment guy. It's gonna have to come from everybody. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have to come from to it and what who don't rush with contain normally. They're gonna have to be smarter about it. And you know, it's TJ Watt. He can do it. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, TJ Watt can't rush with contain it's tj Watt. he can do it and he better yeah. be able to do it i mean for goodness sakes he's going to get paid incredibly after this season he's a defensive player of the year candidate he better be able to get sacks and also contain the pocket and what's interesting you say about getting paid um thursday morning Steelers stat geek which is on our our audio only side of our podcast which if you aren't listening to those those of you that are live here on youtube and facebook you are missing a lot of our content and a lot of other stuff that we have with Jeff Hartman's Let's Ride on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. I have my Steeler Stat Geek on Thursday mornings. Michael Beck has his um, live mic. We also have the the War Room. I almost called it the Cap Room, but we had switched it with uh, with Matty Peverell. Other things that we have there. If you're not listening to to us on the podcast side, you're missing all those. But my Steeler Stat Geek this week is actually when should TJ Watt get paid? before 2021 or before 2022. That's what the breakdown is and the numbers behind why you would do it one way or the other. So we're not going to get into that now because we're getting in into this. But you brought up an interesting point that I want to then ask. Something that we noticed with the Steelers that I think that their coaching staff does and is forced to do, and I know I see that we have a super chat. I'll get it here a little bit, is that we – we as fans look at the, the coaching staff and say, oh, they don't adjust to stuff in-game and whatnot. How often do you see the Steelers having to adapt to kind of – how do I say it? The 
the the strengths versus the weaknesses of individual players. It seems like they're scheming around that all the time, and a lot of people don't realize it. For example, what they're what Bud Dupree brought exactly like you described is what allows them to do what they do with other people. And if Bud Dupree's not there to do it, you're not going to ask Alex Highsmith to come in and do the same thing because you want to use Alex Highsmith to his strength, which means somebody else is going to have to do something. We talk about, we'll, we'll talk about Mike Hilton shortly. He's a very different slot corner than what most people use. And honestly, as much as I think he's a good player, I don't trust Cincinnati to use him properly at all. Because if you just if you want him to come in and be the typical slot corner, it's not going to happen. And you you said over and over when we finally get to it. I mean, these are all people we're going to talk about. Even Alejandro Villanueva, it takes a very special player to play next to him, based on his strengths and weaknesses. And that was part of the problem. So sometimes it you also have to look at how these players all fit together. And is it is it kind of a, a testament to the Steelers coaching staff to bring these players together in order to put them where their strengths lie? Yes. Yeah, I I think and I think you've seen it. Uh I think people are gonna immediately say, like, you know, Keith Butler stinks at getting the secondary uh in the right places. Um coverage failures are a big thing. Uh, Keith Butler is one of the best front seven coaches and pass rush coordinators you'll ever see. Uh, maybe one of the best ever. As, as far as his blitzes and his run defense and his his use of just the front seven, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out there and tell you, Keith Butler's better than Dick LeBeau. Mm. He's flat and out better just than Dick LeBeau. When looking but Dick at LeBeau has an entire part. defense. Yes. Keith Butler had the front seven. Yeah, and as we all saw, 2015 to 2018, he had no idea what to do in coverage. Yeah, the man didn't. But it's hard to get rid of someone when they're one of the best pass rush coordinators you've ever seen. You know, like that. He's a special talent there. So what do you do? I can see what you're saying with that. I mean, that's really tough to say he's better than Dick LeBeau because Dick LeBeau, like you said, could handle it all. Yeah, but if you're and he's he had a whole scheme and his scheme was his his system for the time he developed it to the time he ended was incredible. Yeah, we, we, it's a totally different, different show. Yeah, um, so. <laughs> Dick LeBeau is one of the best defense coordinators of all time. Uh, don't don't get me wrong there. But if you look at just, but Butler's a better look at Keith Butler doing everything, you would say nowhere close. But if yeah, you're nowhere saying, close. Just nowhere doing close. this part of it, he does, but, and that's why you bring in a ter- uh, Terrell Austin. That's why you bring in Terrell Austin, and you yeah. say you guy who had Cincinnati secondary looking like they were great but couldn't get pass rush out of Carlos Dunlap, Geno Atkins. Like that, mm-hmm. They had great front four. They couldn't get a sack. So they bring him in, and they're like, hey, you're going to be our secondary coordinator kind of. It's basically what he does. He coordinates yeah. the secondary. And since then, we've seen that kind of playing to people's strengths in the secondary, which has turned Minka Fitzpatrick from yeah, a yeah, college player gave him Minka Fitzpatrick who didn't have a position. Too. Yeah. Well, really, think about it. Minka Fitzpatrick came out of college. He didn't have a position. He's in Miami. Miami didn't They're know like, where to put him? Where are we going to play him? Is he, he's not a slot cornerback. He's not a strong safety. He's not a free safety. He's not an outside cornerback. He's a he's a talent with no position. Mm-hmm. He comes to the Steelers. They figure it out. They figured it out. Yeah. They said, okay, what is he good at? Have him do that, and, and we'll change the defense yep. to fit his strengths, and let him go. And he's been one of the best defensive players in the NFL because they're using him right. And that, yep. that also kind of leads into our second 
group of people, the inside which, linebackers. Which we will get to here in just a moment. First, I don't want to lose this. We had $2 in the tip jar from Sean Manahan. He says that the biggest gain for the Steelers for 2021 is Renegade. I do oh, have to admit, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready to get back to Heinz Field. I am. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, just the whole notion of having fans there. Um, yeah. that'll, that'll be a big advantage for nine games. I'll tell you. Um, yep. Would you, do you agree with that one there, Jeffrey? Absolutely, man. Yeah. Absolutely. The fans are a special part mm-hmm. of the, of the whole Steelers experience. They are loud. It's a great atmosphere. And I, I think it did mess with that team not having that. I think you'll see, uh, players play better with that. I think you'll see some guys that, you know, struggled at times, get over those struggles because they're going to have people cheering for them. Exactly, exactly. So with that, before we get into the linebackers, we're going to go ahead and get our break here, come back and yeah, (laughs) Jeffrey's like, wow, we did one position and here we go. But yeah, that's how we go. That's how we roll. That's why we prioritize. That's why we prioritize because we're going to talk about what we need to talk about. So if you are on the audio side, make sure you go ahead, just go ahead, click on over to part two so you can hear uh, the continued breakdown of the losses versus gains. If you're here with us on YouTube or Facebook, hold on for a few seconds and we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.